What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Not Another Isekai. I'm Tyler, and this is where we talk about all the current seasons anime, um, which ones we're watching, and how many of them are Isekai. Um, usually too many. Sometimes you get a, you get a, what is it, a diamond in the rough? I think last season uh, we got, well, I guess it's still current, so we got Eminence and Shadow. That was really the one, uh, you know, even though <laughs> losing the thread a little bit of that one, but uh, stuff is still going good there. And then this season, you know, we're starting some new stuff with this week, um, possibly getting into some more isekai. Are there any new isekai, actually? Um, no, <laughs> not yet. Um, but I will say that, uh, you know, th you know, this week I'm going to be talking about some new shows about like more than half the shows actually this week are going to be new so that's going to be fun and uh but there's still a ton of new ones too because like right now when this episode is dropping um th this comes out on the monday technically there's a whole slew of anime that are dropping on the sunday which is the eighth which is uh just kind of before when i usually watch stuff i usually cap everything off on saturdays so there might be a bunch of shows <laughs> that are uh that, that are out that i'm not covering yet but obviously those will be next week so yeah even though there's a good like six or seven new shows i'll be covering today there's still a good like seven or eight maybe shows that haven't aired yet so a lot of a lot of stuff to go through this season i think more than last season even so that's pretty cool and um yeah let's get let's get start so we got My Hero Academia Season 6, Episode 14. Um, yeah, not too much happened in this episode. I would say mostly because the first half was like a recap. <laughs> Which, you know, whenever that happens, I always get super like... I don't know, like... <laughs> like paranoid. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm watching the episode and I'm like, okay, okay. You know, because My Hero especially, but also just shown in anime in general... They will do recaps at like, you know, the the beginning of the episode, right? Usually like the first, I don't know, the first like 30 seconds or even minute will be recapped from the last episode. And then the OP will hit and then you'll get the actual episode, right? Um, you know, My Hero is a pretty big victim of that, uh, which I, you know, I'm not complaining about. It is what it is, you know? I mean, it's it also helps sometimes because you're like, wait, what happened last episode? Um, and then they tell you and it's great. Um, I, I just don't like it when it's like four minutes. It's like, okay, there's no way <laughs> last episode was that important that we need four whole minutes dedicated to a recap. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And, but this one went on for way too long. And not only was it recap, like it was true recap where there was like narration of like, and then this happened. And then Midoriya did this. And then Shigaraki, oh no. <laughs> it was like, okay, all right, fine. So that, that was like about half the episode. It was like 45% of the episode was recap. Um, so not really too much to talk about. I will say that, uh, some stuff there is here to note, um, because even with the second half of the episode, which was like new stuff was still sort of just telling you about what happened because of the previous events, like no new stuff really happened. It was just, oh, here's some information you might not have known about other stuff, <laughs> you know? So, some examples are uh, Shigaraki and the Seven Nomus they escaped, which is tough, because, oof, I was kind of, you know, kind of felt like the battle to end all battles, right? It's like, we, we need to capture Shigaraki, 
and Shigaraki also being like all for one's main vessel. It's like, ooh, that, that, that would have been really big, really big, but they, they couldn't do it. Especially when those Nomos came out of nowhere, like when, when we thought they were taken care of, it was looking good. It was looking sweet, you know, because it's like, okay, we just really got Shigaraki. We have the League of Villains too, but, you know, all the heroes coming together, especially the, the really good ones, we we can handle this. You know, there's only like seven of them, <laughs> you know, like we can, we, we I, I think we got this. But then the Nomus coming back and them all being like the super smart Nomus, you know, where they can think for themselves. It's like, oh no, <laughs> they're not good because they, they all have like five quirks. Um, so yeah, that's... That's going to be tough to see how that plays out. I mean, it definitely feels like next episode is going to be a big, like, regroup episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then um, another thing we got, heroes denied any interns fought Shigaraki. Because you remember that um, our main cast, they're not heroes, <laughs> you know? Like, they, they are still technically in school. Um they're not actually like certified heroes like they they, they they do have their like some license it's, it's not really like the hero license but it is some like temporary thing where it's like okay you can you kind of do like hero-y stuff but they're not really meant to take on someone like Shigaraki who is like you know number one threat behind like all for one <laughs> you know like they're not really supposed to be doing that so um you know, I don't know if that's like legally or just morally. So at the very least, they were like, oh, no, 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 no interns fought Shigaraki. Like they were there, they were helping, they were taking off these guys and those guys, whatever. But, you know, Shigaraki, that, that was all us. That was all us. You know, it was, it was to kind of protect everyone, you know, not, not only the heroes from letting, <laughs> letting uh, you know, interns do something they weren't supposed to, but also protect the, the, the interns or the, you know, the students. Um, you know, for maybe being barred from doing stuff because, you know, they feel like it's too much. Um, and then also just, like, heroes and, like, the organization in general, right? Um, and then lastly, I just wrote that Miss Midnight is dead, question mark, because I remember she was in a bad way um, the last couple episodes. I don't remember her dying, though, but they definitely are treating her like she's dead, I guess, um, which is rough. Uh, you know, Miss Miss Midnight was dope. So, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much season six, episode fourteen. Um, again, most of it was recap, and then even the parts that weren't technically recap, they were still just nuggets of information from stuff that already happened. So not too much there. Um, you know, you know, like I said, this stuff feels like a wind down. And then even next episode, you know, I think is going to be regrouping and. We're going to kind of see the aftermath on the hero side and maybe the aftermath on the villain side and see where we go from here because it is, you know, just past halfway in the season. So that does make sense to me that at this point in the season, we would have like a a, a, a reset type deal happening. Um, yeah, and, and if that was the first half of the season, if they keep this up, the second half could be nuts. Like, again, I don't really know. Like, I, I guess the manga is still going, right? So... Um, you know, I'm sure the manga readers already know what's happening, but this, this, this could be kind of crazy, you know? Um, yeah. So, that's my hero. Next we got Blue Lock episode 13. Love this show. It's incredible. Um, 
Yeah, and so this is the one where they were finally doing the three-on-three, three, Isagi and Bakura and Nagi, but, you know, Isagi kind of took the lead and was like, I don't care, um, I want to battle these guys. <laughs> and, uh, spoilers, <laughs> bad idea, terrible idea. Um, so, yeah, so the match kind of kicks off, and Isagi scoring first, like, oh, we got this, man, we're, like, we're dope. Like, you remember that, you know, they're they're ranked the number they're ranked because they just passed the second selection really quickly they, they just kind of figured it out better you know back but like how much does that translate into a game you know oh boy were they wrong um so ECG scored first kind of getting gassed up a little bit but then itoshi ends that <laughs> he puts a dagger in their hearts because he scores from kickoff which is unheard of. Like that never happens. It never works. You know? It's probably most most used as like a last ditch effort. You know, kinda like a, a like Hail Mary in, in, in football, Amer uh, American football. Um where like it usually doesn't work, but sometimes it does. And even like the Hail Mary probably works more often than the kickoff. I mean you know, especially on like a regular size field, you know? Like there's like there's no way. You have you have that much distance. Like the goalie has that much distance and time to see where the ball is coming from. Like no way. Um, and, and so right then and there, it's like, oh, this is different. And even though they get little chips here and there, it's like, no, no, no. Th this team is different. There's a reason why they're number one, two, and three with the second selection. Because then we have Ryu, who was somehow able to steal the ball from Isagi, which was crazy because. He was like he was covering it you know like it, it and it was a way where just like physically he shouldn't have been able to get around him but like he's just really tall he's got long legs he's also like you know you know you can't just use your, your physicality as a reason like he's also a really smart soccer player so that was crazy and then you have tokimitsu who's like okay tokimitsu weak link right like there's no way like it, we're not really sure how he was able to get this far this quickly <laughs> not sure how he's ranked number three but come on come on and then he just turns up right where his like physical stature is absolutely ridiculous like he's his his uh his agility his acceleration his strength you know where like you know isagi was was having to defend him because you know Tokimitsu was coming at him. He, I mean, he he, he was gonna foul him, and he just couldn't. He, he physically wasn't strong enough to foul this man, you know. And then even before that, just the fact that Tokimitsu was able to pass Bakura, it's like nobody passes Bakura, and if they do, it's something wild, you know, because he is he he's like a master dribbler, you know. And then he even got crazier in the second selection, so it's like you know, the fact that he was able to just pass him just off pure like speed. <laughs> You know, because like that's that's different than um, uh, what's his name? I don't remember his name. Ichigo, where Ichigo is really fast, right? And then even the other guy who was like his rival, I forget his name. They're like really fast, but this guy Tokumitsu is just like he's not only he's not only a, just a fast runner, he's also just quick. You know, so he can he can turn on a dime. He'll he'll plant his foot and just change directions. It's crazy, <laughs> you know. Like you're not supposed to just be able to do that. 
Um, so yeah, so the, the, these three are killers, you know, and it's just, you know, I don't know. And then, uh, you know, we'd, we're getting some hope. Nagi scores off Bakura's crazy spin ground pass thing. So that was cool. And I was like, okay, you know, we're, we're still here. We're, we're, we're formidable, but it, it just doesn't work. You know, even, you know, we, we, we have a really dope moment where Isagi tells Itoshi that I can see what you see. And that was hype. That was, <laughs> that was the hypest moment of the whole episode because that was right after he uh, used his head to block one of Itoshi's kickoff uh, goal attempts, right? And I was like, okay, okay, we're learning. You know, that is Isagi's biggest strength is that he adapts. You know, he sees the field and he's like, okay, I, I understand what's happening now. I'm going to I'm gonna either fight it myself or I'm going to put other teammates in the position to counteract whatever, you know, whatever they're, whatever they're doing, right? And um, it, it just doesn't work. You know, like, you know, like this whole episode is our team doing some really cool things you know and like reacting to a lot of things in a, in a really cool way but the other team just overpowers them like they're just better you know this is the definition of effort is not going to win you a game you know like they are just better than you in every way um they're on another level like like you have to <laughs> you have to learn some new tricks you know um and then the real like rock bottom for Isagi in this game was when he thinks that he is using his little future powers to smell a goal and it turns out that Itoshi created that goal for him you know where it's like oh no 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 you're not playing me I'm playing you and then he just loses everything you know he yells at Nagi and Bakura to you know stop him stop him he slides past Nagi, runs past Bakura, scores the goal, and it's just, and then the the whistle sounds, game over, 5-2, it's like, oof, they just got you at every turn, like, the first goal you guys scored, Itoshi wasn't even moving, he was just soaking in your skill, and he realized y'all are trash, <laughs> you know what I mean, and then, and then the second goal was like, ooh, okay, okay, a little bit there, okay, we're gonna let our guard down there for a second, but they scored five goals on you easy, you know. Um, and then at that point, we're like, oh, no, they're going to steal somebody. And I think whoever they chose would have been interesting. But I think the person they chose was the best choice from a from like a a storytelling perspective. Because um, I think if they chose Isagi... Them choosing Isagi, I think, would have been the worst decision. And and again, I'm just talking about from a, a writing perspective, you know, how you want to present your story. Um, I, you know, I think if Isagi was stolen, I think that would be the worst because he's going on a team with completely new people, you know, all, you know, also from his perspective, he doesn't like those guys, you know, so you could say, oh, no, it'd be cool to kind of see him adapt and sort of learn from them or whatever. It's like, yeah, I, I get that. You know, but I think he really wants to take those guys down. You know, like like there are certain people that I don't think he wants to team up with because he wants to destroy them. You know, like him teaming up with Nagi was different um, because he, you know, you know, he already beat them. So him teaming up with Nagi is like, okay, yeah, we, yeah, you, you are still crazy. Like, like I, I can learn from you. 
with those guys it's like no we lost that i don't, I don't want to join their team i want to I, I want to form a team with people that i like and destroy them you know not the other way around you know so i think that would have been tough for us to wrap our heads around and really vibe with um them stealing nagi would have been interesting you know i think for the fact of it is him and bakura you know like he is comfortable with bakura you know so i think he would have he would have still thrived you know i think that would have been fun to watch them rise back up however the one downside to that and you know the one reason why i wouldn't have wanted the story to go that way is because we just kind of got nagi you know like his whole thing where he's like where he's leaving Rayo to be with isigi is really big and then for the first match for him to get stolen is like oh that's so like that first part didn't really matter because he's leaving anyway you know uh, you know, so I think them stealing Bakura is like the best choice from, from, you know, from just a writing perspective because them two have already played a bunch together. So now that he has to be gone, it's like, oh no, like, you know, Bakura is probably like my best friend in this whole place. You know, if, you know, if we were to call anyone here friends, so like now I'm going to be gone. Oh no, like, like, like that's going to light a fire up under him to be like, you stole him from me. Like, no, 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 we're going to go back. I'm going to beat you and I'm going to steal him back. Um which is tough because it's like i don't know that he'll ever get the chance <laughs> you know like i imagine that their team is not going to lose again so unless no one wants to face them and they're like oh no they're, they're the best team here like like no one wants to face them so that they actually do end up facing isagi's team when isagi gets two other people and it is a four on four that's probably what they're going to lead up to um i don't know though and then for the other fact of now we really get to see Isagi and Nagi together because now it's just them two. So that's that, that's going to be really cool. Um, yeah, man, Blue, Blue Lock is, is such an interesting show because, again, it's it's not a regular sports anime um, where it does like, oh, it's a main character. We got the team and the school, the club, the rising up, going through, you know, together, whatever. It is like this weird... <laughs> you know facility where it's like okay there's all these strikers and we're gonna we're gonna train them in these weird methods to be the best striker they're gonna want to eat each other alive you know it's got to be the the top egotist you know um it's, it's cool man it's cool next episode um what are we thinking i mean there's probably gonna be a little bit of conversation between them two about losing um Especially after Nagi just said he does not want to ever lose again. Um, you know, you know, I'm not saying that like they're going to blame each other or anything. You know, I think they're going to be on the same page to be like, we are not good enough. But also spiteful <laughs> to be like, we're going to win two games and then we're going to face them and we're going to destroy them. We're, we're going to take Bakura back. <laughs> um, which honestly, probably not the best move. Like you should probably take Itoshi. <laughs> But, you know, I get it. I get it. And so, yeah, I mean, we're probably going to see... I mean, is the next one going to be another match? It probably has to be, right? I don't know, though. Um, you know, you know, because, again, we're just over halfway. Like, we still have a good, like, nine episodes left in the show. So, ton of story to be told. But we'll see. Next, we got Eminence and Shadow, episode 14 um yeah again not too much with this episode i don't have too many notes for this um you know again not really a whole lot happened we're just kind of in one location and like a lot of fight <laughs> you know but um so the big part is that 
Did I even write it down? I, I didn't write notes down for the beginning of the episode for some reason. Because, yeah, because the last episode ended with him being stabbed, right? Um, so coming off of that, we got him just being Lord Shadow, right? Where it's like he didn't die because of that. He, he, uh, he bit Oliver's neck. Like, he, like, used that to be like, oh, you're close to me. I got gotcha. you. And he, like, bit Oliver's neck like a vampire. <laughs> and just, like squeezed and then uh, did oliver die i guess like that that was wild <laughs> like that is a, did you just think of that was that like you're playing all along like this is you guys got a freaky mind <laughs> um so that was crazy and then the the old knight let off about like 50 clones of oliver i was like okay okay lord shadow might have a little issue with this <laughs> i don't know if he can beat 50 of them but uh you know he's he's lord shadow again he's the classic op character where uh, he's able to block everyone. He's got a plan to destroy the stuff without, you know, without even, you know, using the sword and the stone. Um, right as he's about to do the last part of his plan, he gets stabbed in the heart by Oliver. You know, Oliver's able to cut through the shield or whatever. And um, he says, Haha, yeah, okay. <laughs> and he still lets off his nuke, you know, and just destroys everything. Oliver's are gone. The, the chains on the thing are gone. Um, and yeah. And then we're done. We got out of there. Aurora's happy. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that was pretty much the episode. I mean the, the only thing is that the, the girls, uh, including Alexia, um, they formed an alliance to like investigate the Shadow Garden, I guess. Um, so that's cool. I mean I mean here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I just feel like I am not vibing with this show nearly as much as I was in the first half. At this point, I can't drop it. You know, there's six episodes left. <laughs> I gotta just push through. But like, I'll be honest, guys. You know, I feel like you can kind of, you know, gauge my energy on this the past few weeks. It's like, I don't really care about what's happening anymore. I mean, with them like, well, we're gonna get into the Shadow Garden. It's like, okay. I mean... They're kind of OP, like, I don't know, you're gonna be able to do anything, you know, because we're, cause we're on this side of it, where we're like, yeah, I mean, they'll probably kill you if you, like, try to take them down or whatever, you know, like, Lord Shadow's over here getting stabbed in the heart and still letting off a, a, a military-grade nuke, so I don't really know that they're in trouble or in danger in any way, um, you know, and then like taking down the sanctuary, it's like, okay, that's gone. Well, what was the point of that again? Even with Oliver, it's like, Lord, you know, Oliver was no match for Lord Shadow. It's like, you know, I, I don't know. I think the main thing for me is I don't really know where this show is leading. And, and so that's why it's hard for me to wrap my head around it and actually care about it week to week. But, you know, what are you going to do, right? That's the episode. I don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> I feel like this is kind of like, you know, similar to My Hero, where it is more of like a regroup episode. Um, you know, just got out of the sanctuary. You know, the Shadow Guard, did, you know, did what they had to do. They got their intel. Um, we'll see, right? Next, we got Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch for Mercury, episode 12, which is the one show this week that I'm finishing. Episode 12 was the last episode, and let me tell you. Y'all know, if y'all have been listening, <clears throat> or watching, I guess, 
This is one of my favorite shows of the season, I would say. It probably got edged out by Bochy the Rock. Love Bochy the Rock. Fantastic. Um, so what was that? Fall 2022, right? Because now we're in winter 2023. So fall 2022, probably Bochy the Rock, right? With Mobile Suit Gundam, probably second place, you know? Uh, I know many would maybe say like Chainsaw Man, but I read the manga, so it had a little bit less of an impact on me. Let me tell you guys. <laughs> Do I have some thoughts? Uh, but first, let's, let's, let's kind of see what happened in this episode, and then we'll, then we'll get to the end. Um, which is Season 2 is apparently already confirmed, because they said it in the end. They were like, see you next season in Season 2. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, Alright, so Sophie. I don't remember if it was Sophie or Sophia. I wrote down Sophie, so that's what I'm going to say. Uh, Sophie's just destroying these fools, but she was straining herself, which I think was important to note because... That's the whole thing with the gun format, right? Like, we even saw it with... What was his name? Like, Nell or something? <laughs> you know, the, like, gray-haired dude that was a clone, I guess? Um, where it's, like, you know, the the gunned format, it, like, drains the life of, of, of the gun pilot, right? But we haven't really seen that with Suleta. Like, we haven't seen her go overboard and, like, get red and, like be tired and stuff we've only seen that with other gun pilots so you know i think there might be something different where it is like you know you know because even prospera her mother was like oh yeah it's a gundam but i feel like there's something different about it like there's some like different type of gundam technology and not the same or it is the same and suleta is just built different i don't know uh you know because even there she was like my heart hurts <laughs> and it's hard to breathe and i'm like oh gosh <laughs> is she gonna die um, yeah, so, and then we got Mirini's dad shielded her from the debris. That was really cool because, you know, it's kind of like a distant relationship, I feel like, they've portrayed so far. And so for him to be, like, him to do that, and him to be, like, yeah, he's probably gonna die, most likely. Um, you know, you know that was a really cool moment. And then for Mirina reciprocating to be, like, you're not dying on me. Like, that's not, like, that's not happening. <laughs> um, and then Nika, oh boy, again, there's just, like... This is kind of my first gripe. And, and, and not really a gripe, it's more so just me, you know, talking. But Nika, at this point, kind of confirmed that she's like a spy in some way. She's some sort of double agent. You know, I don't, you know, you know, I don't know what her purpose is. You know, I don't know why she's doing what she's doing. Um, it could be, again, I don't know. I, I don't want to assume anything. You know, she she could be truly bad. She could be doing this against her will i don't know she could be doing it because she thinks this is the best thing even though she knows other people wouldn't understand i don't know but th this is the so like you know she she's about to get destroyed right her and all the earthians about to get destroyed by the you know one of the guns out there and you know she like flashes the little morse code signal of uh you know that group and so they back off. The, okay, cool. You know, our our people, I guess, are in there or something. Cool. And then one of the people, I don't remember his name, but you know, one of one of the Earthians from Earth House, he comes in and, and he he saw everything. And now he's like nervous. He's like, uh, what what did you just do? <laughs> and Nika's like, oh no. <laughs> and that's the last we see of it this episode. So next season better kick off because, you know, I. I wrote down here that Nika needs to give some answers because 
I I want to know as a viewer as well. You know, where it's like, why why is she doing what she's doing? Why does she think this is okay? You know? Like, it, it doesn't... You know, and then even her seeing the live... Uh, the, 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 the physical ammunition being like, wait, those are Earthians. It's like, come on. Come on. You know, like, she was the one that helped set up this whole thing. It's like, why? You know, like... And that's not gonna go well. I mean, unless this um, unless this kid gets murdered in the next few seconds, like he's he's probably gonna go back to Earth House and be like, "Hey, uh, so Nika did this weird thing, <laughs> and we need to talk about it." So, you know, that's like the first thing there. Uh, then we have Ghoul, who is trying to move past Suleta. Um, you know, kind of move past the whole thing, because, you know, Soleta's had a real impact on his life in negative ways, but I think in also positive ways, you know, sort of helping him realize who he wants to be, and not who just who his dad wants him to be, I guess. You know, so that was nice, but then, in the midst of that, ends up killing his father. <laughs> just stabs him, and there's blood everywhere, and it's like, oh no... You know, so Ghoul, Ghoul's the most tragic character in this whole show. I really feel bad for him, you know. Um, and then Suleta's mom saves her, Prospera, right? Probably, you know, Prospera saves her. Says that this is not a duel. This is not a duel. Um, you know, you know, which I think is really important because, I mean, I mean, first off, it's true, right? This is not a duel. This is real life. We're, you know, we're, we're getting some stuff in, you know, in, the, in this time. But then also... You know, I think it, I, I think it really hits home for Suleta because she's never really had to deal with anything like this before. She's also not that kind of person to get like aggressive and want to kill anybody. You know, that's definitely her whole like energy is like, no, nah, let's all just be friends. Like, why do we need to do this? You know, like, you know, like even with duels, like she doesn't really want to duel necessarily. <laughs> you know, like the only thing that would really strive. Or that really drive her to want to duel is just so she can get better because you know her whole thing is she wants to succeed enough in life that she can open up her school at Mercury, right? Um, you know, but then you know her her, her mom killing her is like it makes sense. It's like hey, like but if I didn't kill him, he would have killed you. So uh, you know, I could have not killed him and I could have been put myself in less danger. But then you would be dead, <laughs> and I don't want that. And that'll come back around later in just in just a couple minutes. Um, but before that, Soleto almost melted Sophie with like her crazy like this gun, ridiculous. Uh, you know, kind of melted off the legs of her Gundam, and she she she's a freak. She was like super happy. She was like, oh my god, she's incredible. Um, but yeah, and then you know even right there we see that turn where Soleto's like, all right. I'm I'm a gun pilot. I got the aerial. They, no one wants to mess with me, <laughs> you know. Um, but then like the Earthians, they they retreat, whatever. So I guess that's a a fitting end to everything, because you know, this this season wasn't gonna end with just all out death and destruction. It just wasn't, you know. Especially with them saying season two, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is their, you know, you know, they're trying to build something here, I guess. Um, but then credits roll, and I was upset. So I was like, that's not a way to end a show. What do you, what, what? you gonna end the season like that? Like, there's, there's, that was very unsatisfying. Like, it ends with them retreating and then the credits roll. Like, what? 
But no, there are, there are some post-credits, um, like many anime have. And this is, this is something that I don't necessarily like. Um, so, here's how it ends. It ends with Mirene carding her dad, you know, trying to get him some help, right? And then one of the Earthian troops or whatever comes in, knows that he's kind of abandoned, right? Knows that everyone retreated, but he's like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to fulfill my mission. I'm going to be the one to kill Delling. Um, I'm going to take him down with me, right? Doesn't happen because Suleta busts in with the aerial and literally squishes the man with her Gundam. Just turns him to paste. Blood splatters everywhere. She she comes out, she kind of slips on the blood a little bit, chuckles, gets back up, smiles, hands out, re reaches her bloody hand out to Mirene to be like, hey, I got you. Mirene, <laughs> on the other hand, absolutely horrified. Completely horrified. Like, she, she cannot believe the monster that is sitting in front of her. She calls... Suleta, a murderer. And then the real credits roll. And if, if we're going to talk about this for a second. I just... I don't like the... I, I don't like the ending because... it It's such a thirsty cliffhanger. Because this show, right, this is a Gundam show, right? It's a spinoff. You don't need to watch any other Gundam to watch it. Um, I do want to watch the other Gundams, though, because I've been wanting to do that for a while. Whoops. Move my thing here on accident. Um, you know, and I can see why many, you know, you know, maybe a lot of OG Gundam fans might not like this show, right? Um, it doesn't deal as heavy into like the politics um, and like the 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 the, stri the strategy, all that stuff that I think other Gundam shows do offer. Um, you know, do kind of lean more into. You know, you know this one. A large selling point of it is sort of the relationship dynamic, the romance, that sort of thing, right? More like the personalities. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying other Gundam don't, but you know, just from kind of my experience with you know, reading about, you know, the whole Gundam universe and whatever, um, you know, I imagine that, you know, you, you know, this show is a little more, you know, a little more mainstreamed, um, whatever, right? And obviously the relationship between Mirine and Suleta is like the, the anchor to the show. All that is to say them at the very end having this just nasty cliffhanger of Suleta killing somebody and Miurine being horrified just seems really cheap to me, you know? And I don't know, I'm I'm just a person, <laughs> right? But, like, I get it. Like I was saying earlier about how this will come back around. You know, we did just have Prospera kill someone, Suleta be horrified, and Prospera be like, hey move, you know, go forward, gain two, whatever her saying is, and be like, hey, you know, if I didn't kill him, eh, you would have died. So I, I can see them not putting it in, 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 in this box and be like, hey, 
if me if Sulata didn't do that, you probably would have died. Your dad would have died. You know, he you know he was about four seconds away from blasting both of you. So, you know, I I understand what they're trying to do with it. And then flip it and be like, Miurine does not just accept that logic. But like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a weird thing to end on too because, you know, that's just proof as to what the show is selling. You know, because every show sells something, right? Every show has something. It's like, okay, this is our main focus. This is at the front of the line. And so it's it's so it's so obvious <laughs> what this show is because the cliffhanger for the show is oh no is Murina not gonna like Suleta anymore is she gonna think is she forever gonna think Suleta's a monster for killing that man oh no so I don't know again I I get it you know it it it, it did get me because I was like oh man this is that because I also really like the Suleta Murina relationship but for them to end on that and be like, see you in season two is like, well, I mean, okay, I guess so. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I didn't hate the ending, but it was just, it was just kind of weird to me and, and, and it felt out of place. I was like, oh yeah. And then that, their relationship is in turmoil. It's like, oh, okay, okay cool. I guess. Um, but yeah, that overall was The Witch from Mercury. Um, you know, I think... It was really good. You know, I think there were some points got a little low, but, um, you know, you know, some points felt a little unfocused, but I, I think overall this was a really good show and I'm excited for season two whenever that comes out. Um, yeah. Next, this is when we move on to the new shows. So that's what y'all are waiting for. Here we go. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We got seven new shows today. Um, and they are all varying degrees of good. But I think overall, every new show I'm going to talk about today has like a good foundation and has some really some pretty good potential. All right, we're starting with Spy Classroom episode one. Um, this is the show where I think probably every episode, unless it completely diverts itself, I'm going to compare it to Licorice Recoil which was a couple seasons ago, um, I think it was uh, summer 2022, right? Uh, fantastic show, one of my favorite shows of the year, Licorice Recoil, but it was kind of a similar premise where it was like, you know, little, uh, like, I don't know, like high school girls, I guess, I don't know, middle school, high school girls, whatever they are, um, who are secretly crazy assassins, right, crazy spies, right, um, that whole thing, so that, that's kind of what this is, um, in my mind, I'm, I'm going to try not to bring it up every episode because that'll get annoying, but um, I just wanted to at least throw it out here now where it's like, give me real licorice vibes. But, uh, you know, you, you know, I think even with this first episode, it's not just licorice. So I think that's cool. And that is definitely needed because um, you're, you're not going to do licorice better than licorice. It's just not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's see. So the kind of setup is that the, the great war is over. And now battles are fought in the shadows with these young girls. Um, well, I guess there are other spies, so I guess it's not completely like that, but our focus is is these girls. Um, um, and then, and, you know, all these spies are girls. Um, we have the main character, Lily, who just barely passed her, like, spy exam. 
<laughs> you know? And so she's coming out here, gonna be with another group of spies, very excited. They're all girls. That's like, okay, that's, that's kind of weird, I guess, but okay, cool, whatever, you know? And then also we find out that these are kind of the outcasts. You know, this is the group of spies where they all not really that great. <laughs> They're all kind of in the same boat where they just barely passed or whatever. Um, you know, so they are kind of like at the bottom of the barrel. Um, you know, so they many times, especially Lily mentions it a bunch of times where they feel like they are expendable and they feel like they are like, you know, they're just like fodder. You know, they're just like bullet shields where it's like, oh, they're going to send us on missions just for us to die, basically. Um, but the vibe I get, especially by the end of the first episode, is not like that. Where it's like, no, they are trying to do something special. You know, maybe you all at the bottom of the barrel, you all actually have different abilities that we just need to kind of coax out of you, right? Um, the teacher, however, not a good teacher. I don't know if we said the, ever said the teacher's name. I just keep saying teacher. <laughs> um, teacher, not a good teacher, right? He's a fantastic spy. Right, like what he does with the locks, he has like 12 locks in his arms, and in a second, they're all unlocked. It's like, whoa, that's, how'd you do that? <laughs> um, but he's not very good at explaining how he does what he does. He just, he's just kind of like, oh, I just did it. Like, you just do it. What do you mean? It's like, well, it doesn't, that doesn't help us. <laughs> it's like, hey, how do you, how do you do that math problem? Oh, well, you just, you just solve it. <laughs> like oh cool thank you you know i i was worried but then you tell me to solve it and i solved it it's like no that's not how that works um you would never get your teaching degree <laughs> um and then you know even further than that um there was a there was a guy who stole a wallet from this old lady and then in a, in a split second this dude was able to steal it right back and, and, and like you didn't even see him steal it basically and so lily also asked him like how'd you do that he was like i just did it <laughs> It's like, all right, dog, cool, thanks, you're, you're great, love you. Um, you know, but then even when he sort of tries to, ex like, explain it by asking Lily questions, he, he asks, like, these most ridiculous questions, where Lily's like, how am I supposed to answer those? Like, how, like, how do I? And he's just like, well, if you can't answer them, you can't do it. You know, so again, it's, it is kind of an interesting setup where you have a teacher who's, in, who's, in, who's incredible at what he does, but he just can't ex like, teach anyone how to be as incredible as him. Um, interesting setup, you know, I'm sure it'll be broken down a little bit, but, you know, right now it's kind of what it is. Um, and then we have the big, the big twist, the big twist of the episode where Lily paralyzes the teacher and she, you know, she believes that if they stay in lamplight, they'll all die, right? All, all the spies, right? Because again, there's this kind of narrative that they've all formed in their heads that they are just being used, right? They are not meant to survive, you know, mortality rate, 90%, all that stuff, you know, so, you know, they all believe that they're just going to be used to, you know, we're, we're going to be on the front lines and we're going to be the, the, the bullet shields, you know, um, you know, so she's like, I've, I've outsmarted you, I've bested you as a, as a fellow spy, I want you to push all of us into different spy factions, you know, give us recommendations, all that stuff, so that we can be a part of a real group, and, uh, you know, survive, be, you know, be a real spy, do our thing. Um, turns out that the teacher's 25 steps ahead of her. <laughs> like, you know, as soon as Lily walked into his room to propose a little day off, he was like, he, she, she's up to something. Um, you know, and then and we have a nice little comedic moment here where, you know, she has cuffs on her, the boat is sinking, all that stuff. And he's like, all right, cool, unparalyze me. <laughs> 
and she's like, I don't have the antidote. And she's like, you know, you know, why don't I just, you know, why don't you just give me the keys to the cuffs and then I can really do something. You know, I can kind of get us out of here. And then he's like, no, nah, I don't have the keys. <laughs> I don't have the keys, sorry. And she's like, all right, cool, that's fine. The, the paralyzed poison wears off in 10 minutes. And he's like, oof, the boat's going to sink in five minutes. <laughs> it's just like, you're just two idiots. You know, like, how, like they're, they're perfect for each other. A perfect teacher-student dynamic. <laughs> um, you know, but, like, it, it, it's cool, you know, because by, by, by the end of the episode, it's like, okay, we kind of have an understanding of each other. You know, even the teacher says to, you know, says to her, he's like, hey, you know, I, you know, I think I've developed a curriculum in which I can actually teach you guys, and it's all thanks to you. Um, I don't think he explained what it is. My guess was going to be that he was going to kind of put them all in situations. Like, like it wasn't going to be like, I'm going to do something and I'm going to tell you how I did it. And then you do it. It's going to be more like, I feel like it's going to be more like practical stuff where it's like, okay, we're, we're going to put you into various situations where you have to do something. You, you have to learn something new to get out of it or succeed in the mission or whatever, you know? I think it's more, it's going to be more like task-based rather than just like reading or studying, you know, I think it's still going to be that because I think you have to do that, but you know, it's going to be more like physical and less mental, you know, less so I'm in a classroom and more so like, hey, let's actually go out in the field, um, you know, because again, like, you know, maybe, you know, explaining stuff isn't really his forte, but you know, maybe showing them or even like, again, Put, you know, putting them in a situation where, where they have to learn how to pick locks like that, or they have to learn how to use whatever, right? Um, so yeah, that, that, you know, that was episode one. You know, I, I enjoyed it. I think it has some good potential. I want to learn more about the other spy characters. You know, I hope it's not just Lily and then seven background characters. That'd be really boring. That'll kind of ruin the point of having this, like, a cast of characters, right? Um... And, uh, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. Because, again, I don't really know what their mission is. You know, I guess, like, they are all working towards the impossible mission, I guess. Um, don't know what that is, but it's going to be cool to see them kind of learn stuff. Again, you know, that is another difference between this and Licorice, where, you know, with Licorice Recoil, this training was already kind of done, and now they're just kind of in the field completing missions. Whereas this is like, oh, no, we're, we're still learning. We're You know, we are still students. It's spy classroom, right? Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought it was cool. It's a cool show. Excited for next episode. Next, we got the Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten episode one. Um, this was one where I was coming into and I wasn't 100% sure about it because I was like, okay, like, how long is this gimmick going to last for and be interesting? And I still kind of have that thought, but you know what, there are a couple things that give me hope that this will last and be fun the whole way through um so not not too many notes uh you know all, all i have is that you know we have uh fujimiya main character he gave his umbrella to shina um just out of the goodness of his heart you know he saw her on a swing all alone in the rain he's like okay i'm gonna give her the umbrella so that she doesn't you know you know just it, it's just a good thing right um, he ends up getting sick, ends up getting a fever, right, because of it. You know, it's, a, it's a sacrifice. <laughs> um, chivalry is not dead. <laughs> um, and so 
Sheena is like, okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take care of you at least for a little bit, you know, because I, I kind of feel bad, you know, it's kind of my fault that you got sick because you had to hand me your umbrella, and you know, he's he's not really all about that. But he's like, whatever, I can't, I, you know, I guess, you know, you're you're set on it, so I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna argue with you. Whatever, you want to do that, fine. Um, but it, it starts to go past that, you know, it 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 starts to go past that where. His fever's kind of over, right? He had it for like a day or two, whatever. And then she keeps kind of making him meals. You know, that's where the through line sticks. And it's like, okay, you know, and like, you know, he tries to tell her to stop. To be like, hey, you don't have to do this. Like, I'm not like, I'm not sick anymore. You don't owe me anything. Like, we're, we're even. You don't have to keep doing this. But she, she keeps doing it. You know, at first she's like, you know, with like, I, you know, I think the first one was like, I can't stand to see you live like this. <laughs> and then like the second and third time she was like, well, I just, you know, I just made too much, you know, so I'm not, I'm not gonna throw it out. So I'm just gonna give it to you that way. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not wasteful, but then she keeps doing it. And it's like, you know, and then she uses the excuse of like, oh, you know, I just like showing off my cooking skills. So, you know, she keeps, she keeps making these excuses to why she keeps, you know, giving him food. Um... You know, and then she even comes over and helps him clean his place. And she's like, listen, <laughs> listen, you, you, you filth. <laughs> if you just regularly clean your room, or not your room, I guess your apartment or whatever, it won't get like this. You know, you, you just have to regularly clean it, you know, it even feels like once a week, you know, just, just, just like clean your place. Then, you know, then it won't get to the point where it looks like a dump, <laughs> a literal dump. Um... You know, so there are some nice, you know, little cute moments, little sweet moments in this show. Um, I think the one thing it has going for it that makes it stick out just a little bit, um, you know, because right now it is sort of run of the mill, right? It is just these two characters. They're in high school, whatever. Um, they're chilling with each other, being nice to each other, whatever, right? You know, I think there's a show that very easily could just be this nice little rom-com but it's not yet now i don't i I don't remember the the tags for the show i don't know if it is romance i don't know like just with my knowledge of anime i could very much see this going the romance route but as of right now it's not really that um because you know I i was thinking about this of like other shows with this plot would have been like oh and the main character has had a crush you know uh fujimiya has had a crush on sheena for years you know for since middle school whatever and so now sheena's coming over his place and taking care of him whatever it's like it's like the perfect the perfect storm you know what you know and then and then you know he's gonna use that opportunity to uh, try to get with her or whatever but like that that's not the setup though like you know Fujimiya has heard of her, has seen her, you know, knows that she's popular, she's smart, whatever, athletic, all and all that stuff. She's the typical popular, you know, she she has the she has the nickname Angel, right? <laughs> so it's pretty obvious there. But there's no real you know, you know again, because there's two char- two main characters here, but you know, we're obviously in Fujimiya's head, not so much Sheena's head. So with, with with Fujimiya, we never really hear him have any thoughts of like, oh man, I'm I want her to be my girlfriend. <laughs> You know, like we never really have that. Like there's the one moment where he's like, you know, all my, you know, all the classmates or whatever always talk about how, how cute she is. And yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, you know, I guess I'm starting to see it. Right. But it, it, it never really gets to a point where he's like, I think I'm in love. 
you know, and it doesn't really happen the other way either. Again, we're not so much in Sheena's head as we were on Fujimiya's head, but even with Sheena, like, there's even moments where it seems like she actively does not like him, and she's only doing this because she feels obligated, you know, you know, almost because she feels sorry for him. Again, not in, again, another show would have made her a, a Sundere character, but she's not really a Sundere character, like, you know, she doesn't really have any of, like, the, the, like, isms that match the trope, so we are in kind of this weird spot where they do just sort of seem like people, you know, and they're not, and, and they're just kind of doing it because it isn't, like, I don't know, some, like, weird arrangement they have, <laughs> or, like, at, at any time, any, either one of them can just be like, okay, this is done, I don't want to do this anymore, but they don't, but it also doesn't feel romantic, so that's that's the interesting angle to this show that i feel like if they keep that up again will this turn romantic probably probably it'll probably get to the point where they really like each other and by the end of the season you know they might be together i don't know i don't know what this is based off it's a manga or whatever i don't know if it's really short and they will get together by the end and that'll be the show i don't know um but it does have that that like one little variable there that is interesting so um yeah I'm excited for the next next episode. Next, we have the Ice Guy and his cool female colleague. Um, again, another show where I was, you know, looking at this, and an, another one where I was thinking, how long is this gimmick gonna last? And let me tell you, let me tell you guys, this is incredible. This one might be like one one of the standouts for me, um, just because like it's so it's so nice. You know, it's 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 just nice, you know. So we have we have Himiro. He got nervous, and so his legs were iced. Right, that's like kind of the shtick to the show. Um, not only other people too. You know, there are other people who were like born from from like creatures or whatever, um, who have like some little powers or you know, one character just straight up has like a cat ears and a fox tail or whatever. Um, you know, but he is descended from a snow woman. So he's like snow powers or whatever. And um, hit, you know, the, the, the whole like main shtick to the show is that whenever he gets like super emotional, either way, it would be like super happy, super sad, whatever. Um, ice starts happening, right? So in this scenario, he literally got cold feet. Like he was so nervous, right? Um, but then we have, uh, we have the female character, Fuyutsuki, Fu, Fuyutsuki, Fuyutsuki, um, who, her whole thing is that she's kind of the opposite, where she just doesn't really show a lot of emotion, like, just, just, just like, outwardly, like, like, physically, she just doesn't portray a lot of emotion, that's just the type of person she is, you know, um, and so she's kind of, like, on the opposite side of the spectrum, where she just doesn't really do that, so, people sort of distance themselves from her because they're like, oh, well, she doesn't really like us or something. Whereas, like, Himuro, you know, tries to manage his emotions, like, consciously because if they get out of control, then a blizzard happens, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's kind of weird that they're, like, kind of on, like, opposite sides of the same coin almost. Um, but it's so nice because they, they, they immediately have a fondness for each other. Um, you can tell they immediately like each other, you know, they just obviously haven't confessed, but it's like, we have Fuyutsuki, who, 
she got Himuro some straw mulch because she heard about how, you know, he can't really touch flowers and stuff because they ice up and they're dying or whatever. And that makes him sad. And so, you know, they got some straw mulch, which will help, um, you know, you know, he, you know, he'll be able to touch that and whatever. Right. So that's, that was really nice of her. Right. Very thoughtful. Um, and then we have a thing where uh, Himuro, every time he sees a cat, a blizzard happens because he just, you know, the, he loves cats, he, they're, they're so cute, you know, he gets overwhelmed, um, and so a blizzard happens, and so it makes him really sad, because he's like, ah, oh, every time I see a cat, the snow stuff happens, and then they run away, because, you know, they're, you know, a, a blizzard suddenly appears, <laughs> a cat's gonna be like, what is happening, <laughs> you know, so it makes him really sad, so then, Fuyutsuki gave Himuro some cat whiskers, and it's like, hey, you know, these are whiskers from my cat, I find them laying around, um, you know, so I figure that since you can't really touch cats, you know, maybe if you have the whiskers, that's like kind of help you, you know, make you a little happy there. He loves it, right? He he head over heels, right? Um, and so he decides to do something for her. And so Himuru got Fuyutsuki some limited edition like ice cream stuff. It's not really ice cream. It was like, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, it was, I can't think of the name right now. It, was, it wasn't ice cream, though. It was... It was like gelato, was it? Might might have been gelato, something like that. Um, you know, so we you know it was like limited edition, so we had to go. He had, he said he was searching for like a week, <laughs> all the different stores and stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean that's you know I, I I mentioned all those moments because it's a show that I don't think is gonna really have stakes. Again, if you have been listening since last season. I covered a show called Do It Yourself, which was a show, um, very low stake show. It was a show about, uh, I think some high schoolers, right? Maybe middle school. I've, I don't know. Um, they were in school and they had a do it yourself club. And, you know, it's where you where you build stuff. You know, you just have fun building little little projects and whatever. And it was a very low stake show where it's just these kids who have a fondness for building stuff and they do it together and they have a good time, right? really only like there was one episode where i was like oh my gosh like some stakes but for, for the most part it was just a chill fun anime every week i feel like that could be this show where it's like there's no real stakes like no real conflict no one really you know getting mad at each other or you know crazy emotional stuff it could just be <laughs> imuro and Fuyutsuki just kind of hanging out with each other, doing nice things for each other, maybe other co-workers getting involved, you know, we maybe we learn more about the co-workers, which would be nice, instead of just knowing about the two characters, um, you, know, you know, if it, if the show is going to be a strong show, it's gonna need that, you know, you can't just focus on two characters, um, very similar to Love is War, uh, where, you know, we do have the president and Kaguya, great characters but i don't think that show would be what it is without the strong supporting cast of characters as well um i don't think this show is going to be as good as that show i mean you know that show is like peak peak rom-com um but if it is just a nice little sweet show where they <laughs> they just hang out and do nice stuff maybe by the end of it they do confess like hey i'm, I'm here for it um, there is a little bit of a cliffhanger though, where they talk about, I, th I think it's like relocating or something and they're relocating to Okinawa and, um, 
Himuro does not want to go to Okinawa. Doesn't say why. He just says, oh no, I think he says like something bad will definitely happen if I go to Okinawa. Um, I don't know why. I, maybe there's family there or something. I, I imagine he's putting that on himself or like something there is going to make him very emotional. And so like a crazy snowstorm will happen. So he's like something bad will definitely happen. You know, I assume that's probably what it's going to be. But uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, yeah, again, overall, very fun show. I think it has potential to just be, you know, nice, you know, a show that we look back on and we're like, that was a good time, you know. Uh, next, we have the longest title in the world, The Magical Revolution of the Reincarnated Princess and the Genius Young Lady, Episode 1. <laughs> um, this is one where it's giving me some real The Witch from Mercury vibes. Um, Real Witch for Mercury vibes, and again, another show. Every show this season, I think, has potential. Um, so let's see. We have uh, Anis Anisfia. Uh, Anisfia. That's that's uh, that's how I'm gonna pronounce that. Uh, also known as the Marauder Princess. <laughs> uh, she she just kind of shows up places, and she always shows up with like monsters and whatever defeats them. She always uses like weird weapons too. A uh, big thing she has is a broom. Um, so yeah, so she just has this other life. But she is also, like, legitimately a princess. And so that is a big kind of uh, juxtaposition there where, you know, her father and people around her does not want her doing what she's doing. <laughs> so you're supposed to be a princess. You're supposed to be upholding the family name, all that stuff. And you're out here acting like, like an animal, right? Um, but she doesn't really care. You know, she is interested in this thing called magicology, which is sort of using science to replicate magic, I guess. That's you know, that's kind of what I, I gleaned from that. She has her classic mana blade, or mana, probably mana. Mana or mana, I don't think it matters. Uh, her, her, her mana blade, which is science in the form of, in, in the guise of magic. Uh, it's really cool, it's really cool. <laughs> Um, you know, so that that in itself, I think, is a, is pretty neat setup for a character where, like, she's super obsessed with this thing. And it, it, it's not for a personal gain, though, because, you know, she was talking to, I forget, her, like, maid or something. I, I, don't, I don't know. What, was it family? I don't remember. Um, you know, was it? I don't know. It, it was somebody. Um, you know, about how, like, yeah, but this, you know, this whole magicology thing that you're on. It's not for you though. Like you're 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 not doing it selfishly. Like you are doing it to help other people, which is true. Like you know, because her her whole thing is like you know, if I do this, like you know, this can be used. You know, magicology can be a huge advancement, and it can help in so many different ways. Um, so yeah, so that's that. That's kind of the main setup for who she is. Um, back to the brooms. She's destroyed countless brooms trying to fly, which is really funny, because <laughs> you know, th there's a story where she was five and she was like. I want to fly. <laughs> and then she's just spent years destroying, trying to fly on brooms, uh, which which will come back around in just a few seconds, just you know, just a couple minutes. Um, you know, you know, but that's nice. Again, we're getting more of who she is as a character. You know, kind of her her very optimistic dream sensibilities. Um, and then we get to the more serious side of the show, which is Prince Algard calls off the engagement with Princess Euphelia. Uh, wild 
not really something anyone was going to was going to see, going to foresee, um, not something that was supposed to happen. Um, he calls it off and then he starts accusing Euphelia of dra- of, of, of harassing uh, Lainey, um, which she doesn't really deny because I guess, you know, her whole thing is like, well, that's what I was supposed to do. Because again, like, you know, you know, it's just like tradition, right? But like royalty and how they act towards certain classes, certain families. Um, she wasn't, you know, her whole thing is she wasn't doing it to be mean. She was just like, what was her duties was to treat people a certain way and, and, and act towards these people, you know? Um, but then Algar calls it out and puts a super negative spin on it. Again, I don't really know how to feel about it because, you know, we didn't get too in depth on it, but Algar is dragging her for it. <laughs> and then the whole party is like, oh man, you, you, you feel you're really doing that stuff over there? It's just like, all right, guys, okay, okay, you, like, you for sure, like, if, if, if I know anything about, <laughs> like, royal family and, like, you know, you know, just, like, the whole classism structure, it's like, you all knew this was happening. You all knew. Um, but, yeah, and then the crazy ending, which is, you know, kind of the main setup for, I imagine, what the rest of the show is going to be. Um, we have Anisphia crashing through the window with her broom she's finally is flying it's incredible she's not good at flying which is you know to be expected it's the first time you've ever flown a broom probably not going to be a natural at it um but uh she crashes super ignorant because she's like wait what's happening (laughs) um and then she decides to take euphilia away and i guess she's gonna try to like be with her and like accept her as part of her family that's kind of where it's giving me like mercury from witch vibes um algar not happy about that (laughs) um but yeah that's kind of where it is kind of like the 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 cutoff there um again you know i think it's an interesting premise you know i think just with the fact of you know just 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 anisphia's character and her whole you know vibe with magicology is, is interesting to me um but also with her taking in Euphelia, and I was probably going to be learning more about the whole situation. Also, who Euphelia is as a character too, and then I'm sure the discourse that will happen because of <laughs> you know the whole engagement break between Euphelia and Algard, and how that'll affect the family and all that stuff. Because you know Algard and Euphelia, they're siblings, <laughs> so for Algard to be like. I'm not marrying this person. Look at the awful things they did. And then for the sister to be like, you want to come with me? <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. That, that's going to be a web of, of, uh, just something. <laughs> um, so yeah, again, I think the show has a lot of potential. The show can be really fun. Um, yeah, good stuff there. Next we got buddy daddies. Just, just a hoot, you know? just a good time all around this one of the shows i think i'm i'm most excited for for the rest of the season um again this is a show where i looked at the premise and i was like okay i feel like this has been done before in different ways um the whole like oh we got two spies who have super dangerous jobs and they have to take care of a kid take care of a kid you know there's the you know spy by day uh, dad by night or maybe that's flipped i don't know um but, but, the show does it very well, and I am very, very pleased with the first episode. Um, 
So it sets up with like the driver and the biker. They were in cahoots. Um, trying to take out that, that guy. And then we find out that they are together. And they have a kid. Take care of the kid. All that stuff. Um, and again, you know, I you know I do like the difference. Again, like the, the like dichotomy or whatever. Of uh, them worrying very much about their child. Their young child at home for being sick. And then two seconds later, them to just fire a bullet between the eyes of this man. <laughs> it's funny, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a funny little setup. Um, Kazuki is the more kind of like easygoing, sort of like fun, sort of like, uh, you know, uh, outgoing sort, sort of dude. And then we have Ray, who was quieter, more stoic, you know, more just kind of like, doing stuff <laughs> um a little bit of a flashback here where we have kazuki well i guess the whole episode's sort of a flashback but we have kazuki who made ray get rid of the cat right ray brought home a cat wanted the cat loved the cat and then kazuki was like no nah, we can't do that you know it's uh, that's like a living creature our jobs are very dangerous we could put ray in trouble or not ray we could put the cat in trouble also we just don't have time you know like, oh, you bought cat food. That doesn't mean that you're taking care of the cat. Like, you know, we don't we don't actually have the energy. Although I would argue, if you have a very busy job like that and you wanted to get a pet, a cat is probably one of the ways to go. Like, a dog, obviously, is, like, a lot of attention. A cat, you know, as long as you feed it, you know, fill its bowl, <laughs> clean its litter box, you know, it's like... You, you can leave a cat to its own devices, like, for an entire day. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, uh, and then we have, you know, sort of maybe the reasoning as to why he thinks that way. Um, you know, he sends money to his ex and his kid, you know, from all of his jobs, and the ex does not accept them. We, we, we see that with just the packets of money that have still not been successfully delivered. Um... And so, you know, some of the reasoning there could be, you know, he wasn't able to keep his family because of his job. You know, like he had a wife and a child that he can't see, be, you know, you know, because of his because of his occupation. So, you know, you know so that could be where his thought process comes in, where he's like, you have to be ready to, 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 to take care of this living creature with, with our profession. And it's just not going to happen. It's, it's sad, you know, it's it's a sad moment. Again, it is like humanizing these characters, you know, which I think has to be done with a show like this. Um, and then we have Miri, who is a random child coming out of nowhere, who just loves Kazuki's cake. Kazuki, with his character, love his character. He's just so happy. He's like, someone is, is <laughs> someone is enjoying a thing I made. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> He's just like, and then it's just like, what are we doing? What are we... <laughs> We we need the cake. You can't have her eat the cake. <laughs> it's for the mission. Um, so that was very sweet. And then Miri, because Kazuki's dressed up as Santa, Miri has asked Santa. She's like, hey, the only thing I want is to, I, I want to see my dad for Christmas. And that hits Kazuki because he, he has a child who is not able to see his father. And so she, he's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um... But, you know, but then it gets crazy, you know, it, it gets to the part of the anime where we really see both sides of the anime collide, and in order to save Miri from a hostage, which is crazy, which, 
Here's the thing that I didn't understand about this this hostage situation. You know, um, Kazuki and Ray are coming in, just 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 killing it, right? And then the head guy, he's like, I have an idea. I'm going to take this kid as hostage. I'm going to put a gun to her head. And my thing is like, that's not their kid though. Like, I mean, I guess you could play to their just them being human and not wanting you to kill a child. But that's not their child. Like, at the end of the day, like, if they were cold-hearted, they could be like, I don't care. Kill the kid. That's not my kid. <laughs> Kid's not part of my mission. What do, what do we care? You know, so, again, weird. You know, you know, I feel like the, like, main dude there is, is having some leaps of logic there where, you know, you're, you're making a lot of assumptions that you think that because you have this kid that they're definitely not going to harm you. So, yeah, okay. I mean, Ray... <laughs> We see it right there where 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 Ray was like, Hey He was like, Hey, I have a clean shot through the kid and Kazuki was like, What? No. We're not no, you're not shooting the child. But 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 in Ray's head he was like, I got it. I can I, I can get him. Kazuki's like, What? No. No, 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 we're not doing that. That was just really funny. Um, and so, to, you know, to save Miri, Kazuki's like, Hey, I found your dad. I'm your dad. Jump. <laughs> you know, it just kind of caused confusion, I guess. And then, you know, it, it, everything worked out. Um, but it turns out at the very end, Ray, I guess, has gathered some, some intel. Turns out Miri is actually... Kazuki's daughter, you know, the like daughter who was sending, you know, who he was sending, you're trying to send money to. And so that opens up some more questions. You know, I don't think they were answered. If they were, I must have missed them. But, um, you know, the, the question of where is the mom, you know, like, has the mom abandoned the kid? Is the mom dead? <laughs> you know, I guess maybe we'll, we'll find out next episode. You know, I feel like next episode is going to be more of the like, okay, that's my kid. Let's figure out what's going on now. You know, like, why what, Why is she here? Right? I'm sure maybe she'll have, like, a note or something. What, uh, what, what, what show am I thinking of? Um. Oh, no. Oh, oh no, I think I'm thinking of. Um. No, that's not it. I was going to say Big Daddy with Adam Sandler. I don't know if you, ever, if you guys ever watched that. I was thinking of that, but I was like, no way, you know, because that, that wasn't actually his kid, right? That was like his friend's kid or something who died, <laughs> I think. Or no, who, who's like on vacation or something. Yeah, something like that, right? Oh, yeah, he, he was, like, on vacation, like, work vacation for, like, a month. And so he just kind of, Adam Sandler just kind of took care of the kid, I guess. Um, yeah, that's, that's not what I was thinking of. There, there was, like, another show or movie or something that had this premise where the kid just shows up with, like, a note. And, and it's basically, like, and, like, the mom's, like, dead or something. <laughs> or, like, something like that. I forget. I don't remember what it is, though. Um, but, yeah, anyway. 
yeah, I, I thought this was really good for this episode. It had some very funny moments. Um, I can definitely see this, like, at some points hitting, hitting the old, the old heartstrings. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to continue watching it. And then we have Revenger, episode one. Um, this is really cool, right? Samurai are just cool. Samurai, spies, ninjas, all that stuff. Just cool. Um, so we have Kurima, who was betrayed by his father-in-law and almost killed. Um, that was tough, right? <laughs> you know, because he, he, he did everything, right? He was like taking out all the rivals. He even took out his own grandfather, you know? And then for him to be like, ha, you idiot. <laughs> and then almost like shoot him to death. That was crazy. Um, he was saved by Usui. I'm just going to say Usui. And, you know, until I hear it said again, I'm just going to say Usui. Um, Usui saves him. Um, you know, it, it was mainly so that he can have Karima help him with stuff. There's like these secret opium deals going around. You know, that's you know, like what's like driving all the, all the political movements and alliances and stuff. And that is sort of uh, also the cause of this sort of thing happening, like all these deaths, all these betrays, all these, uh, you know, different assassinations that are happening throughout the kingdom or whatever, um, is because of all, all, all this opium stuff that's happening. And so, Usui, and, uh, this other girl character, I don't remember her name, she's just kind of hanging out, um, you know, you know, they're trying to, like, stir stuff up, I guess, and, uh, Karima's more than happy to help because he realizes that he was played and... He, you know, he wants to try and make things right, I guess. Um, and the the guy, he left a coin in his mouth with like a layout of the Matsumine estate. And so that's kind of their next, their next mission is to go there and just take people out, right? M Matsumine in particular. Um, they absolutely destroyed the place, right? You know, you, you know, this is one place where I think, one area where I think the show is currently and is also going to shine is it's it's action um there are many many different crazy action sequences here many different ways that people were assassinated like again even the girl who like used a kite with like diamond thread to just slice open the neck of one of the, it's like oh my god <laughs> jesus um but yeah again really really cool action they they just destroyed the place again they they were left and right murkin fools you know, like it was nothing. Um, and Karima sliced Matsumine. Matsumine had a gun, and he was like, huh, only fools bring guns to sword fights. Uh, destroyed him, right? And then at the very end, we have a nice little cliffhanger where uh, Yui killed herself. Killed herself. I'm assuming that's like his mom, I think, maybe? I think? Um... I mean, it's, it's definitely someone close to him. I'm, I think it's his mom. I don't remember, though. Um, killed herself, right? So we have a nice little cliffhanger there where it's like, oh, no. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically the episode. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Again, you know, the whole setup with, like, Samurai and stuff is cool. Um, you know, I, I want to learn more about Usui and, like, what his purpose is, what his mission is, um, what his grand plan is in general. Uh, you know, Kurima being that character, that thought... You know, he's like this warrior character and he thought he was doing right and then he realized he wasn't. You know, that whole rebound. You know, I'm excited to see that arc. And then just the whole politics of everything. 
just like, you know, how everything plays out, the alliances people have, you know, I'm sure they'll, you know, Usui and Karima, I'm sure will stir up, you know, stir up some, some, some dust, some, uh, some, and possibly some fear, some fear in there as well. Um, you know, so they, you know, you know, they might have, you know, they might get on the radar and that, that's going to cause some complications for them, but it's also going to cause some really cool action. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're going to get to that point. So, um, yeah, cool stuff there. Very excited to watch the rest of it. And then lastly, we got giant beasts of ours episode one. Uh, this is one where there's a lot of questions, but I think the world they set up is very interesting. And the two characters, who I assume are going to be the main characters, I think there's a lot of potential there as well. So we have Kumi, who was the prototype, has escaped, right? Um, she's a prototype, she got some like magic abilities inside of her, um, you know, that, that, that sort of thing. But she's escaped, it's like a big deal, right? Um, and then we learn, again, a little bit more about the world where there's these beasts, and they're hunted for their parts, right? So like... You know, you get like the crystals, you get like the whatever, like the eyes and the claws and whatever. I don't know. But like all, all different parts of the beasts are useful and some of them are like magical and all that stuff. So, um, you know, cool stuff there. Um, then we have the Ring of Promise. So according to the Ring of Promise, <laughs> Kumi, she, she might just be the chosen one, right? So we have the guy. I don't remember the the merchant's name, but I believe they're going to be a character that's going to be reoccurring because we see him quite a lot in this episode. So... We'll learn the name eventually, but um, yeah, it's like it sells for the Ring of Promise, and it, it it only actually is able to go on the finger of like the chosen one. Um, but also, like, it, there's a thing where it's like, oh, who puts it on is also cursed. <laughs> it's like, oof, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen there. Um, but you know, but then right there, we're like, okay, Kumi is special, not only because of the whole prototype stuff, but there's something else about her. Uh, then we have Jiro, the already dead, who was like the other main character. Um, he he saved that guy, right? He jumped down the wall, threw the threw the spear at the the beast, escaped with the guy, right? And then was able to have everyone else shoot missiles at it. Um, so yeah, so already right there, we see that he's a good he's a good fighter. He's like that cliche character that's like super quiet, super to himself, but he has a lot of experience, you know. So like when those other people when they first saw him, they were kind of you know, you know, kind of making fun of him, being like, oh, they're already dead, huh, oh, man, you, you sure you're gonna be able to keep up, and then for him to be, like, the guy, is like, oh, okay, that's, that's the kind of character he is, where it's like, you know, he, he doesn't really show off, he doesn't gloat, he's not, he, he just kind of does what he does, he does work, and then goes home, um, so that was cool, and then Kumi was about to go nuclear, I don't really know what was happening there, but, you know, there was, she was going wild, I don't know if she was gonna, explode into magical energy or something uh but then jiro saves her right he, like tackles her he like goes into like a weird like spirit realm with her um kisses her forehead i think right and then he's like what is it i think he calls her a paladin you know what is a paladin like you doing without like a, a chaperone or something and she's like yeah about that <laughs> um and so i think they kind of agree that they're gonna kind of like be together i guess um, because, you know, I mean, it makes sense on her end because he's like, Hey, he just saved me. I could use him around, um, to help me out. And then from his end, I think a lot of it is because, uh, we see like a little flash of, I think like his wife probably, um, who like something, 
similar happened to her. Like, you know, Kumi very much reminds him of her. And so he has that little connection there to kind of want to protect her because it seems like he wasn't able to protect his ex-wife. Um, well, his wife. It's his ex because she's dead, presumably. Um, so yeah, so there's a nice little symbiotic relationship there forming. Um, and yeah, you know, that, you know, I feel like there's some potential with that. Um, again, there are people after her. So I guess she's going to want him to protect her. Um, you know, but I do hope that they have a conversation where he's like, okay, what's going on? And then we get some, you know, a little bit of exposition with her. Um, maybe a little bit with him too. You know, you, you know, let's see his, his story as well. Um, so yeah. But yeah, you know, again, first episode, I, I, I thought it was good. It was fun. Uh, we'll see where it goes though. We'll see where it goes. And that is not another isekai for this week. Um, again, we got some old shows that are continuing throughout this season, so we'll still be talking about them. Uh, pretty good. Mobile Suit Gundam we just finished up, so that's another show off the books. We got seven new shows this week we talked about. Most, I mean, all of them I think have potential. You know, I'm not, you know, none of the seven shows I talked about today are ones where I'm like, eh, I don't know. You know, I think all of them, I'll definitely at least keep up for the next couple episodes because, you know, any, any one of these shows could bomb the next couple episodes and be like, okay, this show actually is terrible, <laughs> you know. Uh, but then on top of that, uh, there are a good probably like seven, eight, nine shows that uh, haven't aired yet that I haven't watched yet um, that I will be talking about next week. The banger Vinland Saga should be out by next week. So I can't wait for that. Um, and yeah, yeah. So pretty good. Again, um, closing out last season of a very promising this season, I think. And uh, yeah, just excited to watch more anime. See, we see what's going on this season. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, you know, watch, you know, watch some shows coming out this season. You know, again, uh, always, always do this, but it's more prevalent now more than ever to uh, let me know what shows you're watching, what shows you're excited for, especially if it's a show that I am not watching, because then I'll know to pick it up. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. So until next time, watch more anime.